The Republic of China. The People's Republic of China. Water. Air. Long ago, China had two governments that coexisted. Somewhat. But one day, the UN said only one can represent them in the General Assembly. It was put to a vote. Much of Africa voted against the People's Republic and lost. Over 40 years later, another vote was taken in the UN, and the same African countries voted alongside China. Africa still has a long way to grow, but with the help of China, I believe that Africa can become the next China. I'm Kabiru Quest, and this is Afrochination. Hiya, I'm Bio, and in case you're wondering, you are now listening to the Water Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <laughs> and most importantly, always remember, please... Don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. What is Afrochination, you wonder? Well, it's the phenomenon that has seen much of Africa slowly but surely turn into China's very own China. Huh? And what does it mean to be China's China? Well, to properly understand this, we have to travel back in time to the days of the misconception of made in China. China manufactures a large percentage of goods shipped all over the world. From toys to cutlery to high-end digital gadgets, and for good reason. Yet, the tag made in China developed a bad reputation. Why? Because whenever a cheap product acted poorly, that tag was almost always somewhere in sight. And so, even with all of the good things, people only saw the bad. But China have since corrected that notion, having taken all of the knowledge and expertise gained over the years to build their own amped-up versions of all the flagships the rest of the world is so proud of. China was once the world's factory because they had the manpower and the machines. Now. They're doing what the world did to them, to Africa. Take Chukuma and Abbas, for example. Hello, those are my people. Those are my example people. Go and find your own. Prof, play nice. But, Prof. When? As I was saying, Sai Chukuma gives Abbas a loan so that he can buy an iPhone. In return, Chukuma says he doesn't expect Abbas to pay soon or even with interest. He just wants Abbas to use the phone and watch a few ads every day. Abbas agrees and for him, he's losing nothing. And Chukuma doesn't look to be making much money. But as time passes, the number of daily ads goes up and we start to see that Chukuma's pockets are getting fatter. Where is this analogy going? You're not supposed to use them like this. Sorry, continue. Well, that's kind of what China is doing to Africa. 
They come in under the guise of financial aid with very low interest loans and very long-term repayment periods. They help build infrastructure such as trains, hospitals, etc. In exchange, they just want some manpower here, some land there, and a few natural resources as well. Rinse, repeat, feeding their manufacturing efforts back home via a new continent. But is that such a bad thing? They're helping out, aren't they? Prof, prof, don't be daft. Are, are you mad? Do you not give me script to read? I'll be you wish to be unfortunate. Gentlemen, please. You're both very distinguished. By the time I'm true with him, his face will be very extinguished. He'll be very easy to distinguish. Nonsense. Maybe he won't graze. Well, I apologize that you um <clears throat> that you had to hear that. Yes. I'm I'm sorry too. It was very unbecoming of a man of my qualification. Oh great Christ, the great and powerful. Please continue. Well, that's all right. Now, you may think that it's a bit of a fair trade, but what China is getting out of it is practically criminal. In quotes, it's power over the continent, and by extension, the world. While that may seem like an over-exaggeration, let's circle back to what I said in the beginning. China got 40 plus African nations to vote in their favor over a bill that would help North Korea. And if they could influence that many countries to vote in their favor, then they've got some serious decision-making power. Of course, some people would argue that the countries might just agree with them. Well, when you factor in the fact that African countries that do vote against them get fewer annual projects and the supporters get more, you start to see that Africa really agrees with China in the way that peanut butter agrees with bread. Plus, around 20% of Africa's government's external debt is owed to China. And yes, of course, that includes my home country, Nigeria. You don't need to tell me, I've already started learning the Chinese national anthem. African countries have become super dependent upon the Chinese. And all the West can do is watch and get fat. But what happens when China comes to collect a debt that can't be paid? Well, in late 2021, it was reported that Uganda had failed to pay up over $200 million in debt for the expansion of their only international airport. So China came to seize it. Let's give the example. But the Chinese have since denied the allegations. What kind of people do you think we are? To perform a hostile takeover of their only international airport just because they failed to pay back a measly 200 million? Ha! What a joke. For context, Nigeria owes the Chinese over $3 billion. So we better pray that it's a joke. <laughs> it's a pretty bad spot, honestly. And we all know he who pays the piper calls the tune. It's anyone's guess what the piper will want as payment. I can tell you for certain, it's not this. Chinese authorities... 
seized over 7,200 Roman pennies on a cargo ship from Nigeria. Wow. As you've heard from the clip, Chinese customs did in fact seize 7,221 of the goods. This is the world's biggest seizure of human organs in history. The goods were found in 36 boxes labeled as plantains. The best place to hide is often plain sight, but not this time. A single human member would go, just call it Bola. I know you don't want to sleep in these. Fine. A single human Bola goes for around 160,000 on the black market, making the worth of the seized cargo valued at more than $1.15 billion. Could this be the dark underbelly of the Afrochi nation? Well, yes, it is the dark underbelly. Will Africa ever outgrow its new colonial master? Or woman Huize Yankaishi Shuohuama? I'm Kabiru Quest. And I'm Prof. Are you crazy, old bloke? It's good. We'll finish recording. Now I go show you Pepe. Pepe? Now I know you're unwell. Oh, there's nothing I can do about those two. But um, to round this episode up, I want to say a special thank you to a listener in the US of A, uh, Joe. Thank you for suggesting this episode idea. Took me a while to get around to it, but here you go. Bye. Thank you for listening to the end. If you liked it or not, Please share with your friends, family, enemies, and total strangers in any way you can. Help share the humor. It would also mean a lot if you could subscribe to this show on the official Jammer platform. And I'd love to respond to your comments on the official Jammer Twitter page under the post for this episode. Tune in next Monday for another episode because really, you can't make this stuff up.